Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is from the Philippine Nerds podcast. If you like what you hear, follow Philippine Nerds on your podcast app for a deep dive into pop culture in the Philippines. Isa sa mga inaabangang shows on Philippine TV today ay ang Voltus 5 Legacy na GMA7, a live-action remake of the Voltus 5 anime of the 70s. This just proves that more than 40 years after its first broadcast, Voltus 5 remains well-loved in the country. And of course, the success of the anime opened the floodgates to more anime, more manga, and the growth of local fandoms and communities. Let's discover how these two Japanese creations, anime and manga, changed the lives of generations of Pinoys forever. I'm Nina Toralba, and the anime I benched the quickest was Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. 64 episodes over one weekend. Wow, nice. And I'm Mark Asilian. Ang first anime na tinapos ko ay Death Note. Welcome to Philippine Nerds Season 2. It's, it's all, all geek, geek to me. me. Where we geek out over cosplay, video games, anime and manga, toys and collectibles, and comics. Philippine Nerds Season 2 is brought to you by Smart. With Smart Prepaid, you can live what you love. And powered by Puma Podcast. Let's get nerdy about anime and manga. Anime and manga have been with us for a long time already. Siyempre, kung pag-uusapan ang pinaka-iconic na anime sa Pinas... That would be Voltes 5. <laughs> yep, and it's equally iconic theme song, yung isa sa mga favorite na isigon ng mga tito natin sa karaoke. First aired in 1978 with an English dub, mm. this was the anime that popularized the mecha genre, including super robots among Filipino viewers. At naka-English dub siya dahil back then, all the other shows on TV were in English. And who was responsible for the dubbing? It was none other than a Filipino company called Telesuccess Productions, which also happens to be behind the upcoming live-action Voltus V Legacy. That's some exciting stuff. Now we all know the story of Voltus V. Five pilots manning the giant Voltus V robot, whom we know as Steve Armstrong, Big Bird, Little John, Mark, and Jamie. Vault in to protect the Earth from invaders. In the 70s, every week they offered a different mecha anime on TV. On Monday, it was Mekanda Robot. Tuesday, Daimos. Richard! Jericho! Wednesday, Mazinger Z. Thursday, UFO Robo Grandizer. And Friday was Voltus 5. But before we had anime, children were used to watching American cartoons on TV like Popeye and Tom and Jerry. So, how did Voltus 5 capture the hearts of its new viewers? We talked to a longtime Voltus 5 fan and an established figure in the anime community. My name is Bambi Eloriaga Amago. I am a freelance writer. I used to work for features magazines like the ABS-CBN group of publications. And then I also became the editor-in-chief of Quester, the ultimate anime magazine. 
mga cartoons at the time. Napaka-episodic. You can jump in anytime during the series and it's the same thing. And then napaka-black and white, eh, kalaban may bida. Palaging talalo ang bida. And then, nung dumating yung mga anime, medyo different, no? Kasi yung storytelling nga is not episodic. It's just one long storyline na may distinct na beginning and end. Which makes it even more interesting because that means kailangan mo mag-tune in sa bawat episode or else hindi mo yung kwento. Naging appeal. Siyempre, sa mga bata, yung robot. Parang ngayon lang sila nakakita ng robot who would fight that way, di ba? Kasi ang concept natin ng robot is unfeeling. When they dramatize the fight scenes, parang nasasaktan talaga siya. So, it's something new, I think, for us to see. Oo, and you can tell the storylines are more complex. Sa Voltis 5 pa lang, magugulat ka sa plot twists eh. Spoiler alert, Prince Zardos, the leader of the Bozanian force that attacked Earth, turned out to be the half-brother of Steve, <gasps> Big Bird, and Little John. No! Charot. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, this discovery caused intense internal conflict for the characters. Okay, wait. So, Voltis 5's original run in Japan was from 1977 to 1978. Mm-hmm. So, nauna pa to sa family plot twist kesa sa The Empire Strikes yeah. Back with her, no, I am your father. <laughs> it's not surprising that a lot of kids were engrossed in the show so much that their enthusiasm for anime didn't end with a small screen. When watching it, nagahanap sila ng adjunct sa play. You know, yung merchandising is mainly toys. So, kunyari, nanonood ako ng Voltus 5. Mama, bili mo ako ng Voltus 5. Then you would roleplay. Parang part yun ng childhood at the time. That is the extent of the fandom. Telesuccess also published Questor Science Magazine for Children, which featured specs and sketches of the super robot's mechanical parts, as well as snippets of the Voltus 5 manga translated into English. If you think about it, this was probably the Filipinos' first exposure to manga. They had kasi materials from Japan, like yung mga art books, yung mga manga niya. So they would reproduce yung mga ganun sa pages ng Questor at the time. And then they would have artists come in to make yung kunyari schematics, yung blueprints ni Voltus 5. In terms of manga, baka nga, maybe yung lumabas sa Questor ang una. Mango was different from the American comics and Pinoy comics we knew at the time. Typically, manga was printed in black and white. The art style, visual symbols of expression like the sweat drop and popping veins, and the direction in which they were read, that is, from left to right, were distinctly Japanese. Pero yung pinaka nag-appeal sa atin were the stories it told, which we'll come back to later. Voltus 5 was nearing its final episode when then-President Ferdinand Marcos suddenly banned it the following year. 1979. All of the kids who were watching at the time had a hang-up na, anong nangyari? Forever <laughs> na ba natin hindi malalaman kung anong nangyari kay Voltus 5? Actually kasi din, yung nangyari ng license ng Voltus 5 dito sa Pilipinas, nung nag-martial law, umalis din siya ng bansa for martial law reasons, di ba? And then, when people power happened, na-depose yung mga Marcoses, bumalik din siya. Siya pa rin ang may-ari ng license. So sabi niya, ngayon nga, ay di balik na rin natin kasi nga, hindi natapos yung story. And then, by this time, matatanda na yung mga nanonood ng Voltus 5 at the time. Nagkaroon na siya ng association also with martial law. 
And they felt na it was one of the things that the government deprived them of. So finally, makukuha na nila yung ending of Voltes V. So talagang during the 90s, malaki talaga yung anticipation nung sasabihin na i-air siya ulit. Never again. As in, we're never gonna ban anime again, ha? Wala nang ganun. With anime back on the airwaves, a deluge of titles soon flooded the networks. First of all, nagbalikan ang mecha anime. Voltes V, Daimos, and Macross, which went on to have several sequels until recently. And because nationalism became fervent after 1986, it became standard practice for TV stations to dub imported shows in Filipino. Kaya nandiyan na yung mga famous lines na sinisigaw natin sa playground like isang daang porsyento sa Ghost Fighter tsaka yung parurusahan kita sa ngalan ng buwan ni Sailor Moon. <laughs> Naalala mo ba yun, Mark? Siyempre naman, Nina. Pero funny din yung dapa ni Kagome mm-hmm. pag inutusan niya si Inuyasha. No? Pero meron ding Japanese adaptations of Western literature na pinalabas dito like Princess Sarah and Little Lord Fauntleroy. Which we know as Sedi ang munting prinsipe. These shows enjoyed local success, especially Princess Sarah. Bakit nga ba Bambi? Yon yung teleserye appeal ng mga anime of ABS-CBN at the time. Alam mo naman sa culture natin, parang mahilig tayo dun sa mga underdog yung bida. Parang nakakarelate ka, and in the end, you want to see them triumph. Kasi parang triumph mo rin, di ba? <laughs> Oh, kailan ba hindi naaapihin si Sarah? Kailan ba siya makahanap ng tatay niya? Kailan mo malalaman ni Sedi na, di ba? Ganun. Princess Sarah, in particular, experienced a revival of interest on the internet years later thanks to, well, the patatas memes. Dahil sa patatas, hindi <laughs> ko... For some reason, kasi di ba parang one of the pets of the internet is yung patatas. Sikat ang hayop na pusa. When it comes to yung vegetables, parang patatas. So I can't really explain it kung bakit. Pero kasi dahil syempre, si Sarah, yun yung main form ng pang-aapi sa kanya. Di ba? Parang pinatatalop sa kanyang sako-sako ng patatas. So sumikat siya sa patatas. Sa so, sobrang successful niya, may franchise na siya ng potato corn. Charot, hindi ako yung gumawa ng joke na yun. Ha. Nakita ko lang yun sa memes. Pero pati the corner, baka naman may pa-first game for the shoutout, ano? <laughs> Miss Minchin! Anyway, marami pang memorable anime noong 90s and 2000s. Nandito yung paborito nating pocket monsters sa Pokemon. Yung Kamehame Wave sa Dragon Ball. Ang, Ang mahiwagang bulsa ni Doraemon. <laughs> Ang Susi at Glow Cards ni Cardcaptor Sakura. Yung bilog na alien na si Mojako. Ang gender bender na si Ranma Wanhaf. At si Naruto at ang mga ninja friends niya. Wow, ang dami kong napanood dyan. Tapos yeah. alam mo, naging dinner table discussion pa one time sa amin yung Dragon Ball. Tinanong <laughs> ng kuya ko sa ate ko. Sobrang seryoso niya. Ate, namatay ba si Goku? Grabe. <laughs> <laughs> TV stations had a block time devoted only to anime. And then they placed that block time after the news. So hindi lang mga bata ang nakakapanood. Pati adults na. As the market for anime grew, so did the number of dedicated fans. Bambi says there were these so-called collectors who shared their exclusive items during a collector's meet. Parang siguro siya na yung ancestor ng mga conventions. Mababalitaan mo na magkakaroon ng meet this Saturday sa Green Hills Clubhouse. Napupunta kayo doon. And then, if you had merchandise yourself, you can swap. Some also offer for sale. Original manga from Japan. Merong nagdadala ng mga Animerica. 
publication ng this para sa question ng America they would have yun nga mga features about anime and manga meron din may magdadala ng mga hobby Japan mga new type mga ganun na magazines from Japan they would sell Betamax or VHS tapes I don't know how they got a hold of the broadcast So, kahit Japanese pa yung Betamax na napakalabo kasi nga tinape lang from the TV broadcast, pagtatsagaan mo kasi wala kang means to watch it otherwise. That was the 90s, but the new millennium was the time to be alive. This was the peak of the anime and manga craze in the Philippines. Anime didn't just air on major TV networks, it had its own channels like Animax and Hero TV for all-day entertainment. Merch was everywhere, in malls, school fairs, the Changge, and I remember kasi I have this plushie of Levi from Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Sinubukan ko siyang bilhin sa comic alley na malapit dito sa amin, and they ran out of stock. So, tumawag pa ako dun sa isang malayong branch ng comic alley para What? lang mapareserve siya, and then they sent it over to the branch closer to me, and he's been with me since 2017. <laughs> That's dedication, man. That's dedication right there. Thanks, Comic Alley. <laughs> Comic Alley are one-stop shop for merch. Daming collectibles dito. DVDs, pati manga. But not all could afford manga. So a lot of us relied on scanlations. Manga that was scanned, translated, and uploaded by fans online for free. Other Filipinos got their first taste of manga in the preteen comic magazine, which... I know, it's not Japanese, it was actually created by Disney. But in their conceptualization process, they wanted to stray away from the Disney look and draw more influence from the Japanese manga art style. And it was received well, maski nga ako napakolektan yun noon eh. Summit Media distributed Witch in the Philippines, and it became a favorite among young girls who would collect issues and read them with their friends at school. The most influential magazines among Pinoy fans, though, were Questor and Culture Crash. Quester was more of a feature magazine, with articles on anime and a few pages of manga. Culture Crash, on the other hand, focused on its original Pinoy manga. Bambi was the EIC of Quester then. Quester, the ultimate anime magazine, was brought in as a marketing tool also for the properties that Telesuccess had. Ang publisher namin is the same as the owner of Telesuccess Productions. At the time, hindi pa ganun ka-widespread ang may internet sa bahay. Diba? Parang as a fan, you want to know everything about the series or the title. So, dun pumasok si Questor Anime Magazine as parang a support to grow the fandom na, oh, did you know na mag-asawa yung creator ng Sailor Moon at saka ng Ghostwriter? So, the little tidbits that would make fans appreciate a series more. Bambi wrote plenty of articles for Questor. But one stands out in her memory, her review of, alam mo na, <laughs> the notorious anime, Fushigi Yugi. Fast forward ng puberty mo dyan. Kahit maging ulianin ako, hindi ko siya makakalimutan kasi ang dami kong nakuhang hate mail dahil sa article na yun. The title was Daikirai Fushigi Yugi. So parang I hate Fushigi Yugi. Granted, in retrospect, napaka ano nga naman nung title, di ba? Napaka strong. Hindi ko naman siya hate. It's just that yun nga, I expressed kung bakit medyo hindi ako ganun ka-impressed. And at the time, di ba? Napakalaki ng Fushigi Yuki, parang an- ano ng fandom nun. Sikat na sikat siya. 
diba? You know how fans are, they would have a character that they like, and then if you say something na negative about the character, then ma-attack ka talaga. So, sinasabi ko, parang napakawalang kwenta ng lead character. Wala siyang redeeming quality to speak of. Wala siyang magandang story arc. She's the same from the beginning to the end, and yet all of the dahil harem anime, diba? So, lahat ng mga leading men, nakakagusto sa kanya. So, dahil in-explain ko yun, and that is what I felt about the series and about the character. Ang daming hate mail ko nakuha. Traditional pa, no? So, they would send snail mail. Yung nag-effort talaga sila na, yun nga, mali ka, you're wrong. <coughs> wow. Snail mail pa talaga yung feedback dati. Mm-hmm. Ngayon, isang comment na lang sa internet, eh, posted agad for the whole world to see. Pero ganun pa rin ang mga fans, no? They'll defend their favorite show, whatever it takes. Ganon maging fan ng Pinoy. Just, pwede magtalo over anime preferences. You can argue for why it's good, why it has value, but hate mail? Eh, don't we all have better things to do and bigger things to worry about? Mm-hmm. Questar did have a lot of articles about anime that were popular locally. They also had a fan art section where they showcased the works of their readers, and eventually they published original manga, such as Gokitomo, Ocho del Dio, Dreamwinder, and Kaidan no Perabo. Original manga, however, was the strong suit of Culture Crash. Solstice Butterfly, One Day Isang Diwa, Pasig, Cat's Trail, Kubori Kikiam. These were the titles that captured readers' imaginations and displayed Filipino talent. They were drawn in manga fashion, written in Filipino, and sometimes set in the Philippines, and colored like Western comics. It was, quote, truly a crash of cultures, unquote. Sabi nga ni John Zamar, na creative director ng Comic-Con. With regard to Culture Cash, kasi pinakita niya yung manga style kaya ng Pilipino. Medyo may controversy din kasi may mga nagagalit na bakit ganyan? Style yan ng Japanese, hindi yan style ng Pilipino. But at the end of the day, they were so popular because they showed na yung hilig ko, yung napapanood ko, nababasa ko, pwede palang malathala, pwede palang mapublish. No? May mga nagpapublish pala ng ganito. Actually, marami akong kilalang artist na ngayon na sinasabi nila, I grew up reading Culture Crush, or I saw the manga on Questor, and hilig ko yung anime at that time. Parang you gave me ano na, ah, kaya ko rin. Kaya ko din maging komikero or maging manga artist. In a way, maganda din yung naidulot ng Culture Crush at Questor. All these inspired creativity in the local art scene and among amateurs as well. To think that, decades earlier, anime and manga were still foreign to us, and by the 2000s, there were not only so many otakus, but also artists churning out their own content inspired by anime and manga, I'd say it was pretty much a movement. Yeah. Anime orgs in universities as well as conventions such as Anime Explosion and Culture Crash Convention gathered fans in one space. Here they could geek their hearts out, cosplay their favorite characters, join Japanese singing contests, or character drawing contests, and listen to guest speakers from Japan. This was the space where they could find their community. If we had to define this era in two words, they would be community and creativity. Then, like an anime and manga, the plot arc ends, the adventure concludes, and the heroes move on to another world. 
With the surge of the incoming Hallyu wave, mass interest in anime and manga generally declined. Even Questor and Culture Crash folded. But it paved the way for a new era, one that would rely less on traditional media and instead provide instant and endless entertainment. And that is the streaming era. The journey there, though, was not so smooth sailing, as our next guest tells us. Hi, I am Jay Agonoy, and by day I am a marketing services officer for a company called Xlink Events. By night, I'm part of Anime Corner. This is a website serving anime news and reviews. I also do podcasts under my personal brand, Keepsakes. Around 2010, ako na introduced dun sa anime sa Torrance. It is definitely illegal because yung distributor sa US, they have these files. Tapos, kinukuha yun ng mga subbers, as we call them, ano. And then, they rip the subs. It's quite tedious per se, pero it serves a purpose. Madoka Magica, this is a magical girl series that they say is a deconstruction of the magical girl genre similar to how Evangelion deconstructed the mecha genre and catered to a much older audience. Here's the thing. Madoka Magica, it didn't exist outside of Japan if not for torrents. So piracy is rampant because there were less other choices. Sure, U.S. can have their legal fix because U.S. distributors secure licenses from Japan. Pero how about the others from Southeast Asia? Walang ganun. It's just in the past few years lang na nagkaroon ng mga distributors na naglakas ng loob to distribute anime on YouTube for free. News Asia from Singapore and anyone from Hong Kong or in a different platform like Bilibili.tv. Thanks to companies finding legal ways to broadcast, mas marami nang nakakapanood without the guilt. Another platform that joined the game is Netflix. It houses both the anime of our childhood and ongoing series like Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan. Essentially, what these platforms introduced to viewers was the habit of binge-watching. Mark, guilty ako dyan. Same, same. I told you about binging Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood over one weekend. Literally two days. <laughs> it's one of my favorite mm. stories of all time because of the amazingly written characters, mm-hmm. including the women like Riza Hawkeye, who is everything. The really immersive world-building yeah. and the deep themes that make you think about your place in the world. I can just talk about Full Metal Alchemist all day, so pigilan mo na ako, Mark. <laughs> I'm sure di ka nag-iisa dyan, Nina. Dahil everything is on demand, you can consume content whenever and however you want. Pati manga ngayon, meron ng apps. Right, Jay? Scanlations still exist up to this day. Pero Japan is now offering options na legal options, such as Manga Plus from a publisher named Chuesha, kung saan you can read titles such as My Hero Academia, Spy Family, doon sa mismong app nila. There's also subscription services like Mangamo and Azuki. Some Facebook pages do post like one-shot chapters of some manga title na hindi mo alam pero ang ganda ng storya. Hindi pa rin naman nawawala ang physical copies, which you can get at fully booked, for example. But you do have a better chance of finding updated titles online. Speaking of new titles, ang dami na rin pinagbago ng anime and manga over the years. For one, the range of genres has expanded. Balikan natin yung sinasabi ni Bambi about manga at the start of the episode. 
for the Japanese kasi manga is hindi lang siya for leisure eh. Ginagamit din siya for many things, even for for teaching. Napaka-varied ng manga. So, kahit anong readership, age, anong gender, work, dahil sa variety ng manga, marami siyang na-address na interest. Diba, kunyari, um, sports. If you want historical, marami din silang historical. Eh, samurai era or European. May horror. Boys love. Mga romance like Meteor Garden. Maybe some people don't know that it came from actually a manga. May sci-fi, religion, and spoof ng religion. May philosophical. Isa pang interesting genre ngayon, yung meta. I love watching series that talks about the meta. For example, Shirobako. I love Shirobako. The series called Shirobako talks about anime production. A Little Sisters All You Need talks about light novel authors. They even talk about tax. Taxation. <laughs> Another popular inspiration for anime today is light novels. Jay, tell us kung anong pinagkaiba nito sa manga. Alright, so imagine reading Precious Hearts Romances, except na hindi yun Precious Hearts Romances, kundi parang anime plot na sinulat sa script, pinrint sa libro, and then binabasa mo na ngayon in text and with some illustrations. That's light novels. Light novelists post their chapters first at this website called Shosets Kaninaro, which translates to Let's Become Writers. Ang dami na talagang klase ng content ngayon, ano? Sanrio released a Netflix anime in 2018 called Agretsuko, starring a red panda and her animal colleagues. And if you're imagining a carbon copy of Hello Kitty, you are way, way off. It's about a corporate slave who distresses by screaming death metal in the karaoke after work hours. Panoorin nyo to. Very funny, not to mention relatable. And also, Spy Family is a popular manga among Filipino readers today, according to Jay. It's a story of a fake family with a spy father, an assassin mother, and a mind-reading daughter. But they hide their true identities from one another. If that sounds like your jam, now is a great time to get into it kasi kalalabas lang ng anime adaptation nito. And all this goes to show that there really is something for everyone when it comes to anime and manga. And even if you don't like to read or watch, maybe you like to play games. There are plenty of games that are based on anime and manga and vice versa. Fate Grand Order, definitely. Fate Grand Order is just part of the Nasuverse created by Kinoko Nasu. Ang pinaka-origin talaga niyan, let's start from Fate Stay Night. So that's a visual novel. Choose your own adventure bang dating. Nauna yung visual novel and then the anime and then the mobile game. Games can augment the experience of reading a manga or watching an anime. Unlike many books and shows that end after a number of volumes or episodes, game developers release continuous updates, keeping fans hooked for a long time. One more thing that I can say has really shown how far technology has come is this thing called VTubers or virtual YouTubers. Instead of real people, anime characters are the YouTubers. They interact with fans during live streams. It's like watching anime being brought to life. Entertainers talaga sila to a sense. They talk a lot, they chat with the viewers, and then they play games. Aside from playing games, doing art, they also sing on stream. And then they eventually have their own albums 
in which they are being streamed on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, and the like. Ganong katende. All around sila. All this just blows my mind, no? Fans have a very multidimensional experience today. True. There is such a dynamic ecosystem of merchandise and content for anime and manga. One of the reasons that we have anime adaptations in the first place is that they're produced to promote the manga, mm-hmm. as well as music, toys, games, and iba pang mga products and content based on the original material. You see in anime credits that there's a production committee with different companies involved. Yun yung mga stakeholders who want to sell something through the anime adaptation. Ooh. May mga anime na walang pinagbabasihang manga. And there are times when the anime and the manga don't exactly match each other. But it makes us more aware of how texts like anime and manga actually fuel a huge part of the economy. But before we get too carried away, let's bring it back <laughs> in to talk about fandom again. Interacting with fellow fans has moved from physical to virtual too, especially ngayong pandemic. We've had online conventions like FanFest Online 2020, filled with activities such as a cosplay competition, anime quiz bees, exhibits, auctions, performances, and guest speakers. Pero si Jay, namimiss na yung live conventions. I still want to go to physical events, Anna. Conventions have been a place for fans to hang out, get merch, and interact with their kind, remove the stress from day-to-day work or schooling, and a place where people express their talent and impress audiences. We feel ya. For now though, Discord will have to do. Ano bang ginagawa ng mga anime fans at Discord, Jay? In any Discord server, there's conversations, there's um, some do like karaoke nights where everyone just huddles up tapos isa-isa silang kakanta ng mga kanta nila. I would like to give an example. Uh, there's this uh, server called the Retirement Center. And each time na mapapadaan ako doon, oy may mga nagkakaraoke, pasok nga ako, tapos kanta ako ng, ano, ng any song na unrelated doon sa mga kinakanta nila. This is anime culture, by the way. Ah. <laughs> and then bigla akong kakanta ng Fly Me to the Moon, which is the ending theme sa Evangelion. Or worse, Frank Sinatra's My Way, because that's my favorite song. <laughs> People stream their games on Discord. Aside from that, nagagamit din siya as atul na mga virtual YouTubers actually ano there are groups that use Discord as their main line of communication from then until today we've seen how anime and manga have pervaded our society and how large of an impact it made on the lives of thousands of Filipinos Bambi and J2 have their own stories to tell may mga creators tayo na they got inspired by manga talaga or anime. We have our own studios like the World Anime Networks. It's a studio based in Baguio that is outsourcing animation to Japan. And I get to see some names behind those series kasi diba for every end credits may nilalabas dyan. And then you will see World Anime Networks and then the list of the names mga Pilipino. Nung bata ako personally hindi ako pala kaibigan. So parang mas naiinganyo akong panoorin yung mga anime, lalo na uh, at na time yung Bostro. Pero may natuklasan akong mga ibang bata na nanonood ng the same, Voltron. Through Voltron, naging kaibigan ko sila kasi yun ang pinag-uusapan namin. And then going into uh, siguro yung teenage years, college years, 
some of my best friends nag-click kami kasi we were discussing the latest episode of Yuyokusho. At the same time, gusto ko siyang panoorin kasi nga nakaka-relate ako dun sa stories, natutuwa ako dun sa stories. It also shaped my ano na to be a storyteller myself. So right now I'm creating comics without me watching all of these things. I don't think I will be in the same profession. Yun ang value ng anime sa akin kasi it shaped basically my life, di ba? Overall, parang it allows you to be free, parang ganon, to be yourself. Kasi you are open to showing your interest to this person, di ba? Parang nakakahanap ka din ng tao na magkiklik kayo through anime and manga without judgment. Once again, I'm Nina Tralba. I rewatch the anime film Kimi no Nawa, also known as Your Name, at least once every year since it came out in 2016. On your next flight, get out your headphones and listen to its soundtrack by Radwimps. The experience is magical. And I'm Marcus Ilian. At pag nababagalan ako sa pace ng pinapanood kong anime, binabasa ko yung manga para alam ko na ako ni susunod na mangyayari. Thanks for joining us on Filipino Nerd Season 2. It's all geek to me. If you had fun getting nerdy about anime and manga, tell a friend about the show and stay tuned for more episodes on geek culture this season. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. You can also follow at LiveSmart on Twitter and Instagram and like Smart Communications on Facebook. This podcast was brought to you by Smart. With Smart Prepaid, you can live what you love. Follow Philippine Nerds on smart.com.ph slash prepaid. And powered by Puma Podcast. Today's episode was produced by Macy Haven and edited by me. If you want to know more about the origin story of Voltus 5 in the Philippines, listen to Super Random, our collaboration with Inquirer Podcasts on any podcasting platform. You can also hang out with Jay Agonoy on his own podcast, Keepsakes. Ariga, thanks for dropping by and coming this far. And this is for the Pinoy kids of the 90s. Hanggang sa susunod natin pagkikita, paalam! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.